Welcome, welcome, welcome back. This is Gas Sports for the Culture. If you were tuning in with the last episode, you know we got something good for you this week, too. Uh, welcome to all the old viewers, all the new viewers. Tune in. Strap up. It's going to be a good ride. I'm your host, T Boogie, Twitter, IG. Stay safe out there. And let me introduce my boys. Top left. Introduce yourself. Yes, sir. Scruff Lion, Gas. Stay woke, people. That's all I got to say. Top right. Introduce yourself. Y'all see the name, Bryce Double X V Double I. Follow me on Twitter. You know, you know what it is, man. Sports for the culture is to take over. Get with it or run from it. Yes, sir, my guy. Bottom left, introduce yourself. You already know it's D Melo Good. I just want to give a big shout out to my boy Greg Shiano. Welcome back, baby. Let's do something, Records. <laughs> okay, okay, college football. I love it. I love it. Hey. Let's not waste time. Let's jump right in. Last episode, we had some fireworks when it came down to this. Let's see what happens tonight. Biggest news. Let's go back to that Jordan documentary, man. I want to hear some reactions. I want to hear some thoughts, some opinions. Let's let's go. I'm gonna start it off with Scruff. He looked like he's ready to go. All right. Well, I'm actually going. I'm gonna start this off. Uh, last last time I was kind of criticizing criticizing Jordan, but I'm gonna start it off defending Jordan because you know everybody talking crazy about his gambling, you know. I wasn't even that serious, man. You know what I'm saying? They were coming way, I'm way too crazy on my man about the gambling, man. Way too crazy about the gambling. So I was I was, I, I was messing with it, man. I, I like the doc. I, I was loving the uh I'm I'm waiting for them to show me show me show me that magic, that magic first round series against the Bulls, man. They show they they showing all the good stuff, but I'm I'm still waiting for that. Okay, 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 Bryce. What's up? Man, look, man, it's becoming clear and clear to me that this documentary is nothing more than uh something to to pump mj up hey don't get me wrong man michael jordan to me is the greatest basketball player of all time you know it's no debate it's not too much of a debate when it comes to that in my mind but i thought we was gonna get some of the dark side of the game i thought we was gonna get some of the inner work you know some of the inner workings of of his of his dealings on the, on that other side and to me it seems like that whole conversation is just he's not good they're not really going there you know they're not really going there at risk of maybe they ain't going they're not going too deep into that and i wish i i wish i would see them really dive into the uh to the other side of, of jordan you know i guess it's still some time but i feel like they touched on what they was going to touch on as far as that was concerned so so you feel like it's sort of a propaganda piece a little bit like they just want to like why now though why are we portraying jordan in this positive light now because we could have had this years ago to be honest Right, right. They're giving him all the positivity, which don't get don't get me wrong, best basketball player ever. He and he he deserve he deserves all the accolades, you know. But I think he's always been revered as that. So another another campaign just to pump him up. I thought we was gonna get some some of the inside stuff. I heard a, I heard a funny joke, man. They said uh they said somebody uh somebody asked Michael they, they was questioning Michael Jordan about gambling. And Michael Jordan said uh I I, I can quit I can quit gambling. How much you want to bet? that's a good one Toronto what you think man you been tuning in hey yeah fellas and I like our discussion but the one thing that I I don't like this week is that nobody's talking about it the gambling part is cool but does anybody remember when OJ say I'm OJ I ain't black well Michael Jordan's version of OJ is Republican Republicans buy sneakers too and we didn't (laughs) criticize Jordan the same way is, is it because those championship rings, like, pull that shield in front of us? 
that whenever we when we heard that, we were just like, all right, but yeah, I, I think you want to stop Jordan because of the championship. I think Mike compared to OJ, like why is nobody talking about that? Like, come on, Jay Z had to disrespect OJ. I'm not saying OJ is the greatest person in the world. Don't get me wrong, but come on now, if a man when it was up to him to like you know put it down for the culture, he said Republican buy sneakers and then hold it down for the team. Why we're not talking about that? I guess he glorified being a degenerate gambler for a little bit, but come on now, MJ. We are for the culture. How do you think that impacted the culture, bro? What, what you got to say on that? I mean, I, th- I think I think Mike knew his lane. I mean, how did it impact the culture? Yo, if you're looking for you're looking you're looking for your heroes within these athletes. No disrespect, I love sports, and and there's heroes within them. But these not these not your role models, generally speaking. And like, you can't expect somebody to be the role model. Now, if somebody wants to step up and be a leader and a role model and a speaker and a representative of the culture. Then you're looking for a leader like LeBron. No disrespect to Jordan. That wasn't his lane, and he didn't want to go in that lane. And I respect that because if you're not, if that's not your lane, you don't want to jump into that and get crazy. Now he he he, he kind of looked bad. It's a bad look. Um, but I mean, I don't knock him for it because the dude's not a politician. That that comment was taken from what I heard out of context in the bus. If you take some stuff I said in the locker room or even before we even started this film, fellas, it might sound kind of rough. For me, I'm just saying. I, I, look, I feel you. I feel like, like Bryce said, I feel like this is kind of the prop Jordan up. I mean, we had a whole segment on sneakers, you know, on that on that Jordan one, which is part of his legacy. But that's not what I was on board for. I, I kind of know what happened with the shoes. I feel like the guy's trying to make a little bit more money, which leads back to that whole Republicans buy sneakers. So I, I think it's in the same vein. But uh, Bryce, what you think about the Knicks, man? How 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 do you feel? about that whole rivalry. I know it was a lot of fireworks with that, just like this conversation. Yeah, man. And I and and I'm happy you brought that up, man, because these days you see on social media, you see things like uh what would Jordan do in seven games versus the Golden State Warriors. And and I and I don't think that you know the newer generations have an appreciation for the old teams because in hindsight, those teams get washed away. When they say no one remembers second place, that is a fact. Nobody remembers second place. So those Knicks teams get washed out and almost washed away like they were just trash. But these were tough teams, and they had the Bulls on the ropes. And Patrick Ewing, I mean, if it wasn't for Mike, he probably would have a chip or two. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't undermine these tough – you can't undermine these tough basketball teams. And I think that uh, this, images like that give this younger generation a chance to kind of realize – how tough that these squads that Jordan was going against actually were. Can't deny that. Guy, you got the New York hat, man. Talk to us. Talk to us. Man, I hate, when new, I hate when anybody wants to defend the Knicks during the 80s era. Come on now. You had two years where Jordan was not in the league and that year that he lost to the Magic. So that's basically almost about three years that the Knicks could have possibly had a finals appearance and won. And let's not forget about that year that they went against the Spurs. Come on now. There is no excuse for no New York Knicks. Period. The New York Knicks <laughs> is who we thought they were. They are who we are. They are. And that's I mean, from look, a New York quote. I, I agree. I agree. I'm not from New York, but I know New York is no free Bobby Schmurder and John Starks dunked on Jordan. And that's about all you get from that series. Um I want to jump back to Arado. Uh, you talked about 
how, you know, you compare them to OJ and everything. Do you think they profiled Jordan's life accurately? I mean, the dark side, the gritty stuff. Or or do you think, like Bryce said, this is kind of just, you know, to make Jordan look good in an era where we're really comparing them to the GOATs? In hindsight, right, when we're talking about Jordan, Jordan off the field antics weren't bad. You, you, Besides the gambling, right, but none of the gambling got too far as, let's say, like the arena situation over there with the Wizards where, like, people bought guns into the locker room. He even told you in certain podcasts and certain interviews that that stemmed down from someone t- trying to test him, and he, pulled, he bought a, a freaking gun into the locker room. Or let's just say where it's OJ. Well, yeah, when OJ said that, right, he was just basically telling people, don't look at me as a black man, but look at me as OJ. But then later on in the future, OJ does some wild OJ stuff. The alleged, let's put alleged, because he did get acquitted for it, the murder of his from his wife and a, and a, and a friends of hers. So I, when you look at OJ, it's just like, all right. And then you look at MJ, it's like, yo, MJ was a great person out off the court. He had those, where he had those, those moments where you idolize the man and then there's someone who wouldn't want to be like Michael Jordan. I still want to be like Mike. Scruff, how do you feel about exactly. it? Exactly. Man, I mean, it's just politics at the end of the day. It's, I mean, ESPN, man, they, 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 need this, they need this entertainment right now. This is literally keeping their whole business afloat. So, you know, are you going to disrespect Jordan on a documentary when, you know, I don't think that's the man you want to piss off right now. So I understand what they're doing. I wish they would have got a little bit deeper. That's the true, uh, you know, the true storytelling. I think they started to a little bit uh, when they were talking about that that book. Uh, they, they dwelled on it with the gambling. They, they spent like maybe a 30 seconds. That, that shit has spiraled into a whole episode. It really could have been. But, you know, I understand what they're doing. It's politics and they ain't going to respect the big man, Jordan. Okay, I want to throw one more curveball in here. One more. Hold up, Bryce. You had something to say on that? Man, I mean, they, they got my man on the camera kissing babies, man. And, <laughs> like, what are we, is Jordan running for president? Man, after is this what they setting up, bro? Like, I'm, I'm just wondering, man, because I thought we, I thought we was getting, you know, I thought we was getting both sides of the story, man. But I see this is one, it's one side of journalism, which you know, I, I can, I can accept, I can accept for Mike, man. Can we talk I, about I where Mike's swag went, though? He had all swag in the '90s, man. This guy had all the clean '90s fits with the with the retro looks. But then this dude just started dressing like a straight old. I don't <laughs> know. Like he lost all swag once he retired. I don't even know what happened to Mike. Bro. Because he got that real money. That's what happened. Yes, sir. And then I drive the real money. Wearing hands. Mike is the dress pants. Come on, bro. Come on. Mike is the king of big jeans, and we know that. But big jeans got big pockets. <laughs> yeah. Don't talk about that. It's a billion in. It's a billion in them pockets. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Facts, facts, facts. Speaking of billions in pockets, it's a great transition for me to jump into a topic that is a real, uh, very interesting thing to talk about right now, NCAA. Um, as we know, the NCAA has been going through uh, basically a lot of scrutiny for um, exploiting uh, teen athletes for, um, you know, athletic scholarships while they make billions of dollars. So with that, the controversy has begun, but the NCAA has taken some action in that step to actually allow college students to profit from their likeness and to receive money now while they are in college. Now, a little bit more on the specifics on that. 
the schools will not be paying the athletes and the NCAA will not be paying the athletes. But they can get paid. They can get endorsements. Geraldo, I'm jumping in with you next. You got the Scarlet Knights gear on. What do you think about this situation? Do you think it's an improvement? Do you think it's enough? Until Reggie Bush gets his uh, all his awards back, then maybe. Like, come on now, NCAA, the embodiment, when you look at the dictionary and you see NCAA, they're right next to hypocrites. Because Jesus <laughs> like, now, now you're giving, now you're letting these, these guys do what they do, do a little bit more to get money. Like, so now I'm allowed to sign autographs. Back now, back then, if you sign an autograph, it's damn near like committing murder for the NCAA. Like, come on now, man. I'm happy what the NBA is doing. They're doing, they're making a step forward for at least some legit players that have a greater chance of going to the NBA and becoming stars to get paid ahead of time. You know, not to get used up for the talent and get run over by the NCAA because now they're they're there even longer because God forbid they get hurt during one game or practice. Like, look how scared we were for for my boy. What's my big boy? I can't even remember his name now. Oh, man. What's his name, fellas, for the Pelicans? Uh, uh, Zion. Zion, there you go. When Zion hurt himself, God forbid that would have been a bigger injury. All because the NCAA. Like, come on now, man. These guys, they're doing this now after 150 years of being in a, of being an organization. They could have been played these players. It could have been done all of this. Why it takes for the U.S. government to step in and to take and to start taking making efforts for them to start getting paid? The thing is, they're That's not the actually paying the players, though. T. But allowing right? them to get paid, right? They're allowing them to get paid, but they're not paying them. So that's what I'm saying. It's like they're allowing them to get money, but they're not actually paying them. So that's what that's that's the question that bothers me, and that's why I'm asking: Is that enough? I think that's a cool middle ground. No, and because I, and Reggie Bush and every player got to get their awards back. <laughs> T. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I, I feel you. I feel you. Like, what about the guys that were, you know, I guess wrongfully at this point, um, right right or wrong? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to jump into Reggie Bush and all that. That's a whole different topic, a whole different ballgame. But um, coming from a, a place where uh, – I grew up. All right. So so you had you had your sports and maybe rapping. And and that was your path to paying your family, moving your family up into a different tax bracket. I I'm I like the middle ground. The NCAA might not be paying these guys. And that's still kind of iffy because they're getting billions. But allowing guys to uh, accept money, receive pro- proceeds for their likeness is a, is a good start. It's a good first step because. A lot of a lot of people I know play sports because one well one they loved it of course but two we needed a way to feed our family so this provides a direct way to feed your family if you are a high profile and uh, athlete now that might not work for every athlete but like I said it's a start and progress is typically a slow progress so I, I'm on board I think we're trending in the right direction. Another little caveat. The athletes will not be allowed to wear school logos or any type of school merchandise while they're more or less doing any type of advertisement. So it's got to be completely based on the athlete themselves, not the school. So they do not want the students or the student athletes rather profiting off the school's likeness um, 
just another little caveat. Just while I throw that out there. I don't know if y'all was on the NCAA um, football game, but with the likeness thing going out there, that's another opportunity. Maybe we'll see that game come back for the, for the gamers out there looking for some college football, man, them old dynasty modes. Know about those. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, nah, for sure, man. And I think, I think that's, I think that's the thing that sticks out to me the most about it. So like I'm supposed to try to get paid off my likeness, but I, I went to Kentucky to get paid and now I can't use Kentucky in this commercial. Like it's all, it's a lot of gray areas with this. And you know what's going to become of this is the recruiting game is going to get changed completely because of these rules. It's not going to come down to which school is the best campus, which school gives you the best shot of going to the league. It's going to come to which school can give me the best endorsements, which school has, you know, which school has uh, these relationships with these companies that can easily fly me in. And we're going to change the game in a lot of ways, but I feel like the NCAA gave themselves a loophole by staying out of the money process. And now they will, I feel like in the long run, they're going to be able to capitalize on this, maybe even more than they were able to capitalize on it before. And that's the craziest thing about this rule. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. I think it was kind of like cheap. I mean, I hate this. All right. Hey, we're going to let you get paid, but we're, we're not going to have a hand to pay you. At the end of the day, Keeping keeping the money in them pockets, keeping the NCAA pockets fat, which they've they've been fattening them up for years now, and now they're just trying to get them have a little piece of the the action now. Uh, I don't know if it's enough. It's better than nothing. Uh, we'll see how it kind of pans out, man. But um, it's gonna be hey, very, bro, very interesting. I know I know you mentioned the NCAA football, and like that's a huge portion. I remember EA Sports. You build up your, your, your roster, your, your, your group, your college. You import those guys into your Madden, and, and the show continues. And uh, that, that was a big part of it. And, and hopefully that comes back because I know I enjoyed that. But um, moving on to the NFL, I know a little birdie had a, a little uh, something that might drop on us, a little rumors and breaking news. You know, Bryce, talk to us. What, what you got on the NFL tip, man? How off the presses? Yeah, man. So we we got some we've got some breaking news in the NFL, some 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 breaking developments. Uh, first thing, it seems like the NFL season will be starting uh, September around September 10th. So we're gonna we're gonna have the NFL season uh, around the time that we're used to having it. Uh, but we will have some changes. We will have some changes. Uh, first change you can expect is most no, just about no stadiums will be accepting. Uh, over over 20,000 fans. So you're going to have 20,000 fans in the stadium at a time. There'll be strict social distancing rules uh, everywhere from the line to the exiting of the stadiums. Well, they'll be exiting the stadium similar to how you exit church. You know how back in the day, if you went to a small church, each pew got to get up, slide on out, and each pew go at a time to get their communion or whatever it is? That's how you're going to be getting out your NFL stadium. So these are, these are some changes, you know. There's, there's going to be no player-to-fan uh, contact. There's going to be no autographs before or after games. There's going to be no Lambo leaps. You may go, you may go, they may go as far as to penalize players for attempting to do things like that. So it's definitely going to be a, a couple changes that we'll have to get used to. Uh, and then, of course, there, there's always alternatives if, if, this, uh, if, if this doesn't end up, you know, this virus doesn't end up going away. So there's a lot for us to think about. Let's jump into this conversation, fellas. Let's really jump into this conversation. Like, what do you guys think about these uh, these NFL changes? Wow, no Lambo leap. Like, and it's still going to have audience inside the stands? So are we saying that 
I don't know. That's I think it's kind of risky. I was cool with the fact of not having the audience on the stand. That's a lot safer. Because God knows there's going to be some crazy person who's going to do some crazy thing and try to get on the field. And then what? You know what I'm saying? Like, now you're talking about you're going to allow – but then who gets chosen to go get these tickets then? Like, what fans are allowed to go and see these games? So even then that makes no sense for the NFL to do. would have been better, right, if they would have had, like, what they did during the draft, you know, have live stream fans. So if any scoring touchdown, you just put them in the bullet, put them up on the screen and see them cheer. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing about that, man. If the NFL ends up getting to a place where they can't have live fans and they can't get that ticket revenue, guess what's going to happen? PPV. Pay yes, per view. Y'all going to be coming out y'all pockets every Sunday, every Monday night to watch some NFL because they're not going out like that. They're, I promise you, they need that extra revenue. That's like the front end and the back end. They got. They need both sides. That would be pretty terrible, but as desperate as I am right now, you might get a couple dollars out of me to watch a football game right now. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, man, but I'm just happy that there's <laughs> some kind of football on and, like, whether there's some fans there – I think the noise thing is definitely going to be a little weird. One thing to have a basketball game, quiet football game without the noise is definitely a totally different experience. Takes away a certain element of the game. It's going to be different. But I'm, I'm happy to have some entertainment. And I'm NFL standing strong. And maybe something that they know I, I, that I don't know, but they seem pretty confident about it. Look, my take is I, I feel like there's a lot of fans, right, that really enjoy uh, going to the stadium and the whole pregame and cooking and linking up with other guys and, you know, I don't know, fighting in the stadium, arguing against the other team. That's cool. I I, I'm, I might be a lone wolf for this. I personally hate that stuff. I'd rather watch the game on my TV at home <laughs> surrounded by the people that I chill with every day. Like, give me the, the yellow first down line. Give me the commentary. You know what I'm saying? Give me Chris Collinsworth and, and, and all that. You know what I'm saying? Boog, booger. Like, I personally like that. I, the quarantine has forced a lot of companies to be innovative and generate proceeds and, and ways that I, I think that they didn't know they could make money. I'm going to give you one example outside of sports real quick. A long time ago, I, I, I said, why are we still going to the movies to watch movies? Why not just drop it on, uh, on demand, pay-per-view? Like, I'd pay for a movie ASAP because I might not always be free, especially as a parent. To, to go to a theater, but I definitely want to see the movie when it releases. So they just dropped Trolls Worldwide, and this is crazy, but uh, Trolls Worldwide did so much money. Uh, another movie, I can't think of it, but movies that are coming out straight to pay-per-view, and part of this is because of the quarantine, are making so much money because it's convenient. And I think, I'm a 49ers fan. I can't get all the 49ers games. I don't want to pay for the NFL package. If, if the 49ers or the NFL offered me a way where I could just watch 49ers games, even from my cell phone, my, my tablet, iPad, what, what have you, I'm all in. I'm paying for 16 games, including playoffs, Super Bowl, all that, to watch that uh, West Coast team from the East Coast. And I think you there's a lot of money that hasn't been, you know what I'm saying, grabbed yet that's it's right for the taking. And I think this will push fo football forward because we're going to get past this pandemic. And we're all going to make it out of it. And, uh, well, we're going to try to make it out of it as best we can, right? And for those who don't, RIP. But I think a lot of the NFL included, a lot of people have figured out a way to make money and do things in a better way. And I think 
being able to watch my favorite team game time live is perfect. I don't want to go to the stadium. I don't want to social distance. I don't want to have to stand in line six feet away or five urinals away and wait in line. I don't scratch that. Let me watch the game. Hey, you know what, T man, you 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 bring up a good question though, man. Because like my question to you guys is, how much would you pay if the NFL did switch over to pay per view? I'm talking about per game basis. Let's say we're talking about a one o'clock Sunday game. How much? How what 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 price would you be willing to pay? To watch uh to watch the NFL every Sunday if it was pay per view guys zero dollars zero dollars down you got wow. Yahoo ads that's for free yeah right you'll definitely pay. You definitely you'll pay. Pay. think about it bro like you got you got uh, NFL, if my man is a 49ers fan T you know you got the NFL tick Sunday tickets right you get all huh. the games anyways yeah how much so they already have that I think that's a hundred dollars. Uh, extra because you get all the teams, all live games. When well, they're ready to be aired, they would take that out if they uh if they did if they if they install pay per view. Man, they they would they would take out uh they would take out some. Don't I don't want to watch a package that includes the Browns, the Bengals, right? Like no, just give me my. It's strictly it's you're a Forty Nine ers fan, so you get your Forty Nine er games, all sixteen of them. It won't be no. You can't because you're in the wrong area of the world. Now you get all your 49ers games. So it's not like you're not going to be able to watch the 49ers games. You get all your 49ers games. Addition to every other team's games as well. All right, yeah. so you would be willing to pay zero, man. All right, Scruff, how, how, much, would you, <laughs> how much would you be willing to pay? Bro? Zero. I mean, if I'm sitting at home, I mean, I'll I pay, I pay five, maybe five, ten dollars to watch a game if I had to. Robert, how about you, T? What's the most you'd be willing to willing to shell out, man? Uh, give me some HD, five to six dollars. I mean, I think that's appropriate for just for my team, personally. Okay. Man, I'm telling y'all right now, man. All y'all are fooling yourselves, and I'm telling y'all right now, y'all would pay upwards of thirty, forty dollars a game, and I would too. I know I would. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't right now, but when that game come on and, it, and you you turn on your TV, you try to watch it, and it says. $30 to watch. You're definitely going to hit okay. You're definitely going to get hit pay because the NFL, and we've been starved. And we're in a position right now where really they hold the cards, they hold the leverage, man. And I, and I think they're going to, I think they're recognizing that. <laughs> I mean, does it come with a jersey, know, does, a hoodie? <laughs> Nothing. Right? Uh-huh. Bring your own popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still at you, right? You're right. You know you in, bro. Come on, man. You're right. You know you're, in. you're right. You're in. And you might have to pull you're up right. the guy's crib. Your wife start, you know, and you got the game this week. I got it next week. But we all in, bro. We all in. Nah, nah, I feel you. Hey, who got the Chiefs? We have our phones lined up. <laughs> nah, that, that's a good idea, though. The, 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 like, if you'd have to do, like, a carpool situation with the game, alternate at different houses, that'd be the only way. $30, $40. I couldn't. I, I, I'm only watching my team. That'd be it. <laughs> I watching was, the team with no receivers. I'm watching them. I'm watching and, and they and they making somebody pay. They better come up with some better Monday night football matchups than the uh goddamn uh Browns versus the uh the Bengals the Cardinals. Like, come on, man, we don't want to see that. I so see I put that. the. I think the schedule comes out with the seventh. The what ninth. I've been hearing. What what I've been hearing is. There's going to be no changes 
That's the official word. There's going to be no changes to the NFL schedule. Unofficially, I've heard through the grapevine, the, the Twitter rumor mill, that the NFL has a backup plan where we can have games start in mid-October and we might see Saturday games if college football shuts down. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? What do you what do you guys think about the schedule? Would you care to watch games on Saturdays? I'm all in on Saturday football. I'm all in. I would love that. Hey, give me football Friday, Saturday, and Sunday if it's up to me, man. As soon as my weekend starts till my weekend ends, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it because that's what we do over the weekend anyway. In the morning, we play football, and at night, we watch it. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't be mad at that at all, man. Hey, why not? Well, yep, why not? Yep. Well, yep, we, we already Michael have Jordan Thursday. Had a bad gambling issue. <laughs> you hear me? Honestly, that's why Michael they, Jordan they, had a they, problem they, gambling. They can miss me with Thursdays, though. Give me, give me Saturdays and Thursdays. I feel that. No, that's not a bad idea. Nix the Thursday, switch it to Saturday. But uh, let's get back to something we uh we love. The fans love. Everybody loves that. You know that off season champion, uh, draft grades. All right, fellas, keeping in the NFL topic. So let's get into the AFC West grading draft. So how you guys feel about the Broncos? Bryce, go with it. Man, well, you know, the Broncos got a nice little haul, man. They, they got some guys that I like. Start with Jerry Judy. I mean, to me, he was definitely one of the most NFL-ready receivers of this draft. You know when you get any player from Alabama, you're getting the, you're getting the polished product. Uh, they they believe that Drew Locke is the answer, and if he is the answer, he's gonna need weapons. And uh, he got a hell of, he got a hell of a weapon in Jerry Judy, man. He he could play inside or out. He'll be able to mix it up. Uh, KJ Hamler, man, is another guy, man, speed demon, running from the slot, running from the outside. And I, I like I like what he brings to the table. I like what he brings to the table a lot, man. He he he, he could he could he could bring that uh he could bring that dimension they've been missing with Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, that big guy, that big threat. Got to have a speed guy to go opposite of that. So I like what they did, man. Overall, I say I give them, I give them, I give them a solid B plus. I give them a solid B plus. I love Nick. How love, you feel love about it? Draft. Love, love, love the picks. First of all, Drew Lock. They're they're they they, they like Drew Lock. Don't get me wrong, but I also think they have some reservations with Drew Lock, and I think they want to see what they have with Drew Lock. Now with this receiving core. When you got guys like Jerry Judy and you got another speed burner like KJ Hamler, you're going to add him to Cortland Sutton already and Noah Fant. Yo, it's all in. Drew Locke, what you got? Can you be the franchise quarterback or not? It's up to you. So I think they did a good job of that. They addressed the cornerback position and then they got a center. I'm giving them an A. Hey, I think I'm right on board with you guys. I love this draft. I, I think it oozes confidence. Uh, life advice, man. If you're going to fail, fail forward. I think go boom or bust. These guys, they obviously love their quarterback position. They went and got them two receivers, right? And then if you listen to me, you know, I feel like when you draft a cornerback, you're drafting a guy to get the ball back for your quarterback. They went receiver, receiver, quarterback, cornerback, uh, sorry. I, I love it. I, I don't know if Locke is the guy, but they feel like Locke's the guy, so I feel like Locke's the guy. I'm going to give this draft an A. The confidence, the 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 Judy obviously is a technician. Next to Sutton, uh, we should see some fireworks out of this offense. So, hey, Broncos, I like it. All right, guys. So our next draft grade is going to the Chargers. T, how you feel about it? 
Uh, this draft, I was, I don't know. I'm not high on Herbert. I'm not high on Justin Herbert. But I think he has some weapons. I think you throw him in there with Eckler, Keenan, Keenan Allen. I think he's positioned probably the best out of the rookie quarterbacks. Um, I expect him to win a few games, actually. I expect him to actually look decent. He might even look better than Joe Barrow year one just because he he has weapons around him. Um, the pick of Kenneth Murray, I, I like a linebacker that can go uh, sideline to sideline. I'm going to give the Chargers a B. I think they could have went in a different direction later in the draft, but I'm going to give them a B. I like the, Nick, how you feel about it? I like the first-round pairing. Uh, I think it was a good good pairing in two positions that they really needed it. So they needed a quarterback of the future. And if you look at the Chargers' defense, there's not many weaknesses, but one thing you can say is about the middle of their defense. Uh, Kenneth Murray, certified uh, linebacker. He's a dog. He's going to come in there right away. I think he's going to be a stud. I'm going to give him a B plus. Uh, ultimately, I don't know about Herbert's ability to come in right away and play. I like him as a prospect. I think he'll be a stud. Um, yeah, B plus. He'll see that right. too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like the draft a lot, man. I like the draft a lot. I got to go A minus for the Chargers. Uh, I mean, when you're a team like the Chargers, you know you're not picking. You're not expecting to pick six a lot. They're not. They're not usually up there in those top seven picks. Chargers usually solid team, so they, they got to go with the quarterback. And even if, even if they're not sold on him, they got to see if it's worth it. So I like that pick, Kenneth Murray. This is one of my favorite players from this entire draft. So I'm super high on that pick, man. They got to steal with that. He, he's going to be a dog, guaranteed. Uh, I mean, then they doubled up with two of my favorite receivers in this draft, man. Joe Reed out of UVA, shifty, small guy. K.J. Hill might be the best route runner out of this draft out of Ohio State. They produced some nice receivers the last few years. This one gets an A-minus from me. Good work in L.A. All right. Now going to Los Angeles. Let's go with Nick. How you feel about the Rams? Yeah, I'm confused for a second. Wait, they lost wait, Vegas. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh, Las Vegas, wow. Las Vegas, no. It's I'm all right, man. Boy, they just moved, City Raiders. Man. The stadium just got built, man. You got, <laughs> you got, you got, you got about a Hey, man, they, just, <laughs> they all messing it up. It's all good. Hey, look, um, but when we talk about the Raiders, I like the. Uh, I think it's a bold move. I think it's a bold move when you when you got uh, when you go with the number one receiver and you had your pick your receivers and you went with Henry Ruggs. So I think they're going to be looked at. That, that pick's going to be a big pick when they look back at that draft. But I think they understood that despite him being the number one receiver, they must have really valued that speed. But they went and they got tons of other receivers, which I loved. Loved some of the picks. Uh, Lynn Bowden, I was high on. This dude pretty much did it all for Kentucky. Brian Edwards, I think, is a guy that doesn't have elite speed like Henry Ruggs, but he's a perfect complement to Henry Ruggs because he pretty much runs every other route in the route tree, can get you your short intermediate routes. I think Brian Edwards is going to be a big time sleeper for the Raiders. Um, I like the, I think the corner pick in the second, in the first round was a little bit of a reach. I think he was more like a second rounder, um, but I think they got some pretty good players across the board. Um, give him an A. All right, I'm gonna go. Bryce, I'm gonna go. Oh, oh, well, hey, my bad, dog. But let me hop, let me hop in real quick. <laughs> my fault, my fault. Like, <laughs> hey, look, I like what the Raiders did, man. I like what the Raiders did, man. They got, they went out and got speed, speed, and more speed, and that's what the NFL is about right now. Henry Ruggs, we know he's a burner. Uh, if you don't know about Lynn Bowden, man, he did everything on the field uh, for Kentucky, man, including playing quarterback. 
and let it was actually six and two at quarterback. So you know he a dog, man. Straight athlete. Uh the my favorite player from their hall though is uh Amik Robertson, uh cornerback of Louisiana Tech, man. This dude is the next honey badger, man. And like I, I already know that John Gruden's gonna know the just just a perfect position to put him in in that slot. Watch out for that. Remember that name, Amik Robertson. He's gonna be a dog. I'm not right, so high on this. Yeah, yeah, I'm, you say I'm ready to go. I'm not so high on this draft. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give it about a C plus. I think Ruggs is probably the third or fourth best receiver here. He's obviously the fastest guy in that draft, but uh, I, I think I go CD or Judy here. But they went Ruggs. Um, Arnett, I like Arnett. I really do like Arnett and Bowden. Like Bryce said, that guy's a dog. Like he's a football player. I respect taking football players versus a guy that plays just a position. Um, but one thing we've seen here between the Broncos and the Raiders, they're drafting weapons. We're, they're trying to score. Uh, they're trying to outscore the Chiefs because you might not be able to stop the Chiefs. We saw the 49ers, elite defense, elite defense and elite corner, and when the Chiefs said, let's turn it on, they turned it on. So guys are thinking, let's, let's outscore them. You see a lot of receivers getting drafted. You see a lot of skill positions. So I'm going to give it a C-plus, though, because I see that they're trying, but – I, I don't. I don't have faith that. I don't have the faith that Bryce has that John Gruden can really make this class work. Yeah, I feel you. A minus for me though. A minus for me. A minus. Yeah. All right. So, so now going with the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs. Bryce, how do you feel about their draft? Man, well, Scruff no Scruff Scruff should feel pretty good about this draft, man, because me and Scruff made a nice little piece of change off this one. Uh, off that number 32 pick, and that was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going to end up being the perfect running back for the Chiefs, man. Uh, he can catch the ball out the backfield. He can run the ball between the tackles. You know, he, he reminds me a lot of, like, a Brian Westbrook. Think Brian Westbrook or, or Maurice Jones-Drew in his prime. You know what I mean? One of them versatile guys that's just hard to bring down because they're just so low to the earth already. Uh, I definitely, I definitely like what they did, man. I mean, you, you really can never question an Andy Reid draft. He always finds guys in those middle rounds. Uh, Lucas Niang out of TCU, a developmental tackle that I think could be uh, good down the line. And Willie Gay Jr., Mississippi State, explosive, explosive middle linebacker. I like what the Chiefs did. Uh, I get the Chiefs. I get the Chiefs a B plus. Definitely like right. uh, Hilaire. Definitely like Edward Solaire, man. He was a he was a good uh good back out of LSU. Bryce was on point. He told me he said the Chiefs cannot pass up on Edward Hilaire in the late first round. Who's gonna be the first running back off the board? We took my man Edward Hilaire. I think he was plus five hundred odds. Put a what was it like maybe twenty five dollars on there? I put another seventy five on myself. <laughs> Came up big time five hundred dollars. Thank you for paying all my bills this month, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That is a A draft pick in my opinion because. Money makes the world go round, baby. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but seriously, right, though, uh, Edwards Hilaire, Beast. Um, like like Bryce said, a couple good players. Lucas uh, Yang, I think I think he was a dude that could have went a little earlier. Uh, definitely a dude that slipped. A um, couple good studs in the, in, the, in the late rounds, man. Overall, though, no, seriously, though, um, I still give them like an A minus though, a, a, a solid draft considering that you know they picked pretty late and they already got a pretty darn good team. All right, see how you feel about the Chiefs. I, I thought it was a decent draft. I'm gonna give it a B. I, I, Clyde 
Edwards Hilaire. Um, I was just watching more just highlights of this guy. I didn't I didn't get to see every LSU game. And uh, my son was with me, and all he said was, wow. He said the Chiefs got this guy, and he's six. <laughs> you know, you got to trust the wisdom of a, of a kid, right? So I, yeah, I like the pick. True. I like what Andy Reid has done with running backs traditionally, historically. Um, I love it. I think with all those weapons around him, I mean, how can you stack the box? If this kid manages to start, um, we're looking at another big name. We're looking at jerseys that people will buy. So I'm going to give the Chiefs a B. I think the, the rich got richer here. All right. Now, sticking in the same coast but different conference with the NFC West, we're going with the 49ers. Key, how do you feel about your team and how they did this uh, year? Me first. I am a uh, 49ers fan, first and foremost, so I am biased, but I'm going to keep it real. I, I thought the 49ers draft was a, a B, B minus. It, it could have been a little better. We'll see what happens, right? You know, you can't really accurately trade a grab and uh, graded draft until a couple years from now. But uh, the Ken Law pick basically replaces Buckner, right, for a cheaper price. So I'm, I'm satisfied with that pick there. They traded up into the first round to get Brandon Ayuk. Um, I like Brandon Ayuk. I think he's a boomer bust guy, though. I've, I've heard him compared to Garcon. I've heard him compared to OBJ. Uh, I don't know. I've also heard, compared, hey, heard him hey, compared hey, to hey. The, the Quentin Patton, if you guys even know who that is. If you're a 49ers <laughs> fan, you know who Quentin Patton is. So, But uh, one thing I do trust is I, I trust Lynch and I trust Kyle. I trust them to get it right. And I, I think the 49ers did a good thing. Uh, Colton McKivitz, uh, he'll be a swing tackle because the 49ers have McGinchy. Uh We got uh, – what's my guy? Trent from the uh, Redskins. If, if he's even – you know, close to what Staley was. The 49ers offense should keep rolling. And we got a bunch of guys. We got two running backs. We got a bunch of guys that uh, actually we got one in the draft. We got one undrafted that I'm really high on. But I think the 49ers keep rolling. I think they're the team to beat in the NFC still. So uh, I'm going to give them – I think I already gave them my great. Y'all go ahead, man. I don't want to talk too much about my team. Team, man. All right, Bryce, how you feel about this? Uh, I like it. I like it. I like the draft, man. Mainly because they their first two picks. I didn't. I'm not, I'm gonna be honest, man. They got some guys I wasn't too sure about uh, and, and with the later picks. I like Jawan Jennings out of Tennessee though, but uh, Ken Law and uh, Brandon Ayuk solidified this draft for me. Uh, Ayuk is to me. He's going. I, I think he's got star potential. Uh, I'm surprised that I, it's it's almost surprising he didn't go even higher because uh, he, he he in any other draft he's he's likely the first receiver off the board. Uh, so I, I really like that pick. I really like that pick, and uh, it's all—it's almost like the rich get richer in that in that, in that aspect because uh, the 49ers got weapons on top of weapons, man. So uh, you add Ayuk to that, that to that mix, and that could be something serious. There's no excuse for Jimmy Garoppolo this season, in my opinion. I give the 49ers a B plus. I'm giving them Nick, a. Go ahead. I'm giving them an A. I'm T. I'm surprised you didn't give them an A because look, this is how I look at it. When your team is good as the 49ers, you're a couple. You're literally a few plays away from winning a championship. You're looking for the most. You're looking for a couple of like really big game changing players. And in this draft, based on the picks that they had, they didn't have. They had two first round picks and they had a couple late rounders. They came out with three game changing players. J- uh, Javon Kinlaw, arguably, you know, he could be the best defensive lineman of the draft. Not named Chase Young. 
Um, and you, we never know about that. The dude is a straight disrupting force in the middle of that defense. To me, he's going to be better than for, DeForest Buckner in the long term. So I think that was a, a great pick, uh, great value with that spot. And then I absolutely love, 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 love the pick of Brandon Ayuk because he was the number one receiver on their board. 49ers brass had him ranked higher than Henry Ruggs, higher than uh, C.D. Lamb, higher than every receiver in the draft. So for him to be on the board in the late 20s, that's a steal. He's going to be potentially the best receiver in this draft. He has the opportunity to be on a team that's already that good. Then you pick up Trent Williams, and this is why I gave him an A, really. You pick up Trent Williams for a third rounder next year and a fifth. You're coming in third day of the draft, day, you know, fifth round, and you're picking up Trent Williams with with a fifth rounder. Masterful GMing. That's an A. I'm giving them an A. They're gonna be back with some 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 big weapons, and they're gonna be ready to play. No, look, look. I, I figured oh. IU pick a little bit. Like, here's a tidbit about IU. IU is six feet six one, but his he's his arms are about an inch shorter than Calvin Johnson's, who's who's six five. So uh, Shanahan got his guy, but I personally don't like when coaches get their guy. I'd rather see the GM do the GM job. When coaches start reaching and trading up, I think things get kind of shaky. But uh, I, I feel you. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay in that B range. Sorry, let me put in a quick plug in. If that's the case, we should tell owners to stay out the Redskins' uh, draft board. Draft board. <laughs> when it comes to quarterback, but uh, let's stay in the West Coast. <laughs> and Nick, how you feel about the Cardinals' draft, my boy? Hey, honestly, I, I like the Cardinals draft. Uh, I didn't expect um, I didn't expect Simmons to be on the board at pick eight, so I think that was like a pretty good pick, a steal, um, especially for a defense that was pretty horrible last year. So they talk about the offense being good, and I think the offense will be better. But if the defense sucks, they're just going to be kind of running around doing the same thing they did last year. So I think that was a good pick. Um, really liked a couple out of their picks. I think they got good value. Uh, Josh Jones is a guy who could have been could have been a late first rounder. So I think he was good value there. I like Rashard Lewis, Evan Weaver, a couple good picks in the uh, late rounds. I think they did a good job. I'm going to give him a B plus. Okay. Hey, T, how you feel about him? I think the Cardinals did. I'm going to give him a solid B. I like Simmons. Uh, we can't forget that they got D-Hop. Um, they didn't have a second-round pick, but they got D-Hop. Uh, I'm going to start calling Kyler Murray Birdman. Baby, you just got to be baby from cash money. I'm going to start calling Kyler Murray Birdman. It's going to be a lot of cash money in that end zone this season with that tandem. Um, but I'm going to give him a B. I, they got a tackle. I don't even think Josh Jones has to play right away. But if he did, I mean, if he does, I'm sure he'll step in and do all right. Um, it's a B. It's a B for me. I, I, you got a linebacker that can do it all, literally. And you got D-Hop unarguably the best receiver if he was in this draft. So <laughs> it's a B for me. All right. Hey, Bryce, how you feeling about the Cardinals? Yeah, man, I, I think I think T made a good point, especially with the Simmons, man. You get a do-it-all linebacker. Like, you get Isaiah Simmons in the draft, and to me, the lowest possible grade I can give you is a B plus. Unfortunately, unfortunately to me, they didn't do anything to raise that grade, so I keep it at a B plus. But, I, hey, look, you, you get Simmons – you get Josh Jones, who might be slightly developmental, but hey, you got to play him. He he looked like he can he can play. He got the size to play immediately. And uh, like the they last pick, you know Benjamin is a guy you should watch out for, man. He he, he had a very productive career uh, at Arizona State, man. I think he can come in and uh, be a solid running back in the league. 
All right. So, Bryce, how you feel about the Seahawks? Man, the Seahawks, I wasn't in love with this draft, to be honest. Uh, when, when I reviewed this draft, you know, and I hold it up next to the to my board, man, I, I got to give them around, you know, B minus. But one thing I'll say with uh, these defensive-minded teams and organizations is, like, when you see them pick a defensive player high that you weren't expecting to go that high, you got to it got to raise the antennas. And that's what it did for me with Jordan Brooks. Like, I went from thinking, like, this guy was, you know, in the 50s, 60s range. And then when I see them take him at 27, it's like, okay, Maybe I gotta go back and watch this tape again. And when I watch it again, I see what they I see what they saw. He got a little bit of Bobby Wagner to him, you know. Uh, so you you know for the Seahawks, man, I got I got to stick with the B minus. But I also like them grabbing DJ Dallas out of Miami. You know, here running back. Uh, they you know you know how they do they stable the backs. They gonna they gonna turn them in and out. They gotta have multiple running backs. So you can expect him to get carries this season. Uh, B minus for the Seahawks for me. All right, Nick, how you feel about the Seahawks? Honestly, man, when you look at Seahawks drafts, they never particularly grayed out well um, the year of the draft. If you look back at a couple years of the draft, Russell Wilson posted it recently. Hey, man, they graded our draft. They gave us a D minus on draft day. That's, that's the same draft class that brought, brought home the championship. So the thing about the Seahawks is you really don't know about the draft. And they bring dudes. They draft dudes that you don't really expect. Um I like the Bobby Wagner uh, replacement. I think that was a good, solid pickup. Um, the rest of the guys, man, I don't really know about, but I'm not going to knock the dudes because, like, they got the right positions, the right players, and they're probably going to bring, bring in guys that are going to be Seahawks-type players. They fortified the offensive line. They got to run another running back. They dressed the pass rush, which was one of the biggest, biggest concerns for them, particularly with um, with your boy uh, – I forget his name, but they got rid of it now. But they got the pass rush address, man. I like what they did. I'm going to give them a solid B- minus as well. I'm just going to leave it there because who knows, man. See, try to be biased. No, I'm not going to be biased. I'm, I'm going to give them a B. Uh, I, I generally trust what the Seahawks do. They have their formula, their own home brewing recipe. Um, they, they typically make good use out of the guys that they draft. Um, like I said, Jordan Brooks, they're, they're hoping to be the next – um, Wagner. Uh, what one thing that struck me is they drafted a tight end, uh, fourth round. Maybe he's a special teamer, but you have tight ends. Disley was hurt, but he was productive when he was there. You have Greg Olson, so maybe we see the evolution of the Seahawks offense to where they're coming out in new formations where there's three tight ends, and you see a little bit of what maybe the Patriots might do or. You know, just a pure power run team. They're going back to that. I hear Lynch is looking to come back. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But I, I give it a B minus. I, I trust what the Seahawks have done. They've paid Russ. Russ will generate the offense. They got DK. DK had an amazing season. I didn't think DK would have the season that he did. But 50-something catches. He had 100-something targets, though. But that's the hater in me. But uh, he had about 900 yards. So. We can't knock 900 yards from a rookie receiver. I'm going to catch one out of every two passes throwing my way, though, but I'll take I'll take the 900 yards. Facts. <laughs> All right, guys. With the last team two years ago, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl runners, runner-ups. T, tell me how you feel about the Rams. This this draft is a F. It's an E. It's a fail. It's, I, I hated this draft. I, I feel like the Rams did not get better. A lot of teams tried to get better. I, I, I'm not sure what the Rams were doing here, honestly. Um, 
Cam Akers, do you like him over Darrell Henderson? Personally, I don't. I think maybe those split carries at best. Uh, they got a receiver, but they they didn't have a problem with receivers. I, I'm not I'm not sure. Um, Sean McVay, he, he was the wonder boy, right? He was he was the guy. I think the NFL's figured him out. I think the Rams are struggling. They don't know what to do at this point. They were all in for a championship. It didn't work, and now they're they're just drawing straws, searching for answers. I hate this draft, and um, I got my crystal ball. You know, I keep a crystal ball on me. Rams will finish fourth in. <laughs> Rams will finish fourth in the division, and Trevor Lawrence will be a potential uh, pick for the Rams. I think they'll be a terrible team this season. Wow, both statements, man. Both oh. statements. Oh. All right, Nick, what, how do you feel about the about the Rams? Uh, I, I wasn't too impressed by the draft. Um, I didn't think they got too many um, really. Big time names, you know, when you're running back, when I'm running back to first pick, I'm not, I'm, I'm automatically not giving you a great grade. Uh, yeah, y'all know how I feel about that. Uh, but I do like Van Jefferson third round. Um, Terrell Lewis, I think he was underrated. So I, I do have some guys in this class. I think Jordan Fuller is another guy who was a late guy, but I think he does look at a lot of things very well. And I think he'll end up developing to a pretty good prospect for them. Um, I'm going to be generous, I'm going to give them a C. <laughs> hey Bryce, how you feel about the Rams? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm similar to these fellas, man. I'm not I'm not too too high on the picks. I mean, they did they did the most they could with what they had, but they're in a situation where they mortgage a lot of their future for the now. And uh, I think T was pointing at that a little bit, man. When you mortgage your future for the now, you run into problems later, and they're starting to run into some of those problems. And I think this draft was the first one, and uh, I mean, some of those I like can makers. I like Van Jefferson. I like a lot of these guys. I'm just not in love with them. I like Terrell Lewis, but I don't love any of these guys as prospects. I don't see any uh, first-year game changers on the next level. Maybe Akers, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, get, it gets a C-plus for me. Hey, fellas, if you guys keep a close attention to this division, man, it looks like you guys are going off each and every year. I think the Seahawks go to the Super Bowl this year from y'all division, the way you guys are looking. No, I, I, I think it's a strong division. I don't think the Seahawks have the offense to win the Super Bowl, personally. I don't know. They look pretty fifth. Think about it, fellas. They look mediocre a lot of times. The Rams only needed one more game, and they would have been in the playoffs. It wouldn't have no, in my opinion, this is by far the strongest yeah, division. The Rams had a better NFL. record than the Eagles. Tough division. Tough division. Tough division. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a tough I, mean, I think the Cardinals will be more competitive, too, for sure. I think the Cardinals are a borderline playoff team. I think a lot of teams don't want to play Kyler Murray and D-Hop. That's going to be a tan like a future tandem that's going to be crazy. Okay, guys, now you guys are being disrespectful now, man. I get it, but come on now, man. The Rams are in bad teams, man. Put some, put some respect on Aaron Donald's name. Like, you acting like he's not going to blow up that Cardinals offensive line. Put some respect on that boy's name. Come on now, man. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they finished last, but I they might know. finish third. It's, close it's all about the Cardinals. Are all about, it's going to be all about Kyler Murray, man. If he if he makes any more of a jump, they're going to be better. But at, the, at this point, man, they got their team in his hands, in my opinion. Because they got our weapons around him. Fellas, let's not forget about that sophomore slump. 
the greatest rookie of all times now. Come on now. Like, I don't... put some respect on, on some golf's names, man. The man did go to the Super Bowl. That man did shoot it out with the Chiefs and won. So, come on now. Like, let's not think Jared Goff is some bum now. Like, yeah, they made overpaying, but shit. Even Carson Wentz got overpaid. Look at them now. The Eagles went up and got a, a quarterback in the second round pick. So let's put some respect on these Rams teams, man. In my <laughs> point of vision, in my point of view, man, between these both conference, these both uh, West West Coast divisions, out of all eight of those teams, the best draft, in my opinion, was Las Vegas Raiders. They went and got some receivers for Derek Goff, Derek Carr. I mean, sorry, excuse me, guys. And look at them, man. It looks like the Raiders are going to be a team to be reckoned with. That defense was healthy, was healthy in the beginning of the season, then got hurt due to injuries, you know. Defense played poorly at the end of the season, but I think the Raiders are going to make a playoff push next year. All right, fellas. Last last, last, last shot. I'm, I'm going to put it out to you all for one last shot. Out of all the teams we mentioned today, which team has the biggest improvement? I'm going with the Cardinals, personally. I'm going I'm with agree. the Raiders. I'm going to side with your Cardinals. Um, I saw what Calamari did without D-Hop, and uh, he gave the 49ers fits. I mean, you can't catch him. He's deadly accurate. I feel like he's Russ 2.0. I'm going with the Cardinals. They they make a big jump this year. Man, I got. I think the rich got richer, man. I got to go with the 49ers. Uh, they get the best left tackle in football, in my opinion. On top of that, they get to me the best uh, – possibly the best down defensive lineman in this draft. And then to me, the best receiver in this draft, honestly, and Brandon Ayuk. So the rich get richer. I think the 49ers improved. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that team is going to be tough. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How much better can you get than 13? Well, however many the wins they have. But I, I feel you, though. They, they, I think they got the most improvement for real, for real. <laughs> but um, y'all know what time it is, fellas. Um, if you don't know – Better ask somebody. Go ahead if you're if you're not already following us. Go ahead and follow us on all social media platforms. That's at Goodass Sports on Twitter and IG. Go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. We're on all major platforms. You know, uh, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen to them, we there. Um, and then uh, you know what else to do. Go ahead, Bryce. Tell them what else we gotta do. We got one more thing they need to download. Well, they, yeah, they got to download. They got to download the app, man. If you just 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 pull up your app store, type in Gas Network. It's simple. It's as simple as it gets. Gas Network. I don't know how we can make it easier for y'all. Uh, you got mm-hmm. the logo in the top right corner. Whenever you see those brackets with the gas in between, you know what it is. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. Deportes para la cultura. 